Trash House Street. Trash House Street. Did you poop? Yeah, I did, actually, okay. twice. Just me, twice? I had a sad tummy today. Um, so, as first... It, as it is in every day that ends in day. No, some days it's not. Some days... Oh, so for uh, say, Trash House Street, Lou. Jamie Z. Anyway, shit. Um, shit. Let's talk about... So... No, today I had an angry tummy. Like, like earlier this week, I had a nice, solid BM. Oh, nice. Some days it's good, some days it's bad. Okay. And we were talking about, I guess, choking on food before the podcast. So yeah. this is a story I started to tell. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be one of those podcasts. Yeah, we're... sort of a pop up podcast. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah. It's a Friday. It's Friday the fourteenth. Yes. Uh, of April. Yeah. And we both have like busy weeks, so. Yeah, and these are like little Easter eggs. But anyway, yeah. so so I started to tell this story, and I decided to. Wait until we were on mic. Yes. So many years ago, when I was a college student, yes, I was at lunch with my friend at Lyle Hall, Millersville University, Millersville, PA, outside of gorgeous Lancaster. Yes. Ten people at the table. And I don't remember. I think someone told a joke. Oh, I do remember the joke. Oh, God. I don't remember the joke, but someone said... Rector, oh <laughs> so someone. The line I remember is, "So Rob, Rob was one of our friends. Yeah, Rob was, <laughs> Rob was getting a slob job. Okay, <laughs> of course, which is dirty talk for oral favors. Uh, a slob oh, I job. I wasn't sure about that. But said this just as I was Sticking eating something. I might as well have been. So I started to choke. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is I was able to recover. Mm-hmm. The bad news is I shat myself. <laughs> it gets a little better. These are people I've not thought about for years, but I'm thinking about them now. You shat yourself? A little bit. <laughs> now, now, the Why best part. Why do you admit this? Here's the best part. So, the, I was sitting next to this woman, Angie, and she goes, Oh, what's this smell? <laughs> and I go, yeah, oh my God, it's really bad. Anyway, I have to go to class. Bye. <laughs> How many times have you shit yourself? In life? Yes. I don't know. A lot? More than five? I mean, at Millersville, I, like the story, I think I told, I was going in for a final. Uh, yeah, you told me that story. I'll tell the story again, too, so to get it all out of the open. Yeah, get it all like out. my butthole, so to speak. I was really sick. <laughs> and it was, I was walking my way to a final, and all of a sudden my tummy rumbled. I was sort of turtle walking into the building and was would have been fine, except I had to lift my leg <laughs> to, to sort of vault a single half, not even a full step, like a little half step. Did you shit yourself? It compromised sphincter integrity. Oh God. I was five feet away from the bathroom, which was on the other side of the door. Oh, God. But... Have you ever, like, not... Does your sphincter not work correctly? <laughs> it's, it was an accident. Like, doesn't you even have one that just like, or it's just like a little tiny one? I don't have one. We've established Little that. tiny hugs. <laughs> it was like, you know how it is? It's like, it's when you're like tense in a muscle and it starts to quiver. I don't even think, in, yeah, I think it just quivers. It doesn't even work. <laughs> but no, in this case, I was really sick. 
Um, so I had to go clean myself up. It was an hour late to my final, which I failed. Because I did the bare minimum. And then on the way back to my apartment, I stopped at three different places to oh continue God. to shit. Jesus Christ. I, th- I shit at least once at um, uh, what, Lone Star. And the only thing, or I had diarrhea. I don't think I actually shat myself. Actually, I did later. I did shit myself. Later. Oh my god! But like, <laughs> oh, this is post college, and you. I think you might have shit yourself more than fifteen times. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my god! That really? last couple years. Oh my god! You just you shit yourself because I have a nervous tummy. Oh my god! But um, one of the jokes is my grandmother said this is before I shit because I shat myself at at the grocery store after what? trying to get to the bathroom. Or it might have been trying to go upstairs. It might have been another sphincter situation. Oh, because at that point in the Lone Star, I was going... I had to go to the bathroom a couple of times. It was very clear that I was sick. My grandmother, who's eating with us, because my grandparents were eating with us, apparently told the table that I had drank too much soda, and that's probably why I had a Santa me. Oh, God. You... I, I have not shit myself as an adult Yet. Yeah. I've had come close, but never, I've yeah. always made it. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty proud. Yeah. When I was pregnant and I was going to have a natural childbirth. Yeah. At what I thought at the time. my You know what my gravest fear would be? Shitting? Shitting in front of Mark. Yeah. Shitting myself. Yeah. And luckily, I had a cesarean, so. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of our last podcast. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. I didn't get my tubes tied yet. Yes. So this was pre-surgery. Yeah. So I had surgery um, about three weeks, three weeks, almost a month ago. It was, yeah. end, of, it was end of um, like March 24th or something like yeah. that. So I got my tubes ripped out. So I have a really low heart rate. Like I was um, like 45 heart rate. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I told you this. No, you didn't, didn't tell me this. this is new, yeah. So I'm like waiting. You know, Mark came with me. My, I had to be there by five o'clock or something like that. And, yeah. um... So I'm in the room, and uh, the anesthesiologist was in this. I think Mark already left. And yeah. they're like, oh, you're hovering at 45. Uh-huh. That they had to reset all the, because um, normal heart rate's like 160. Yeah. So I was setting off alarms the whole time oh, because wow. of my low heart rate. Ugh. So I'm telling, like, the anesthesiologist chick, I was like, um, just to let you know, I, I'm Brady, I'm Brady Cardick. So I'm mm-hmm. hovering around 45 right now, and they're like, oh. If they would have given me anesthesia at 45, it would have probably killed me. Oh. <laughs> or close to it. So they yeah. had to jump my heart rate, and then drop me. Oh, wow. And then they were telling my, my doctor, they're like, watch out for the vagal, vagus nerve, because it might trap her, and she might die. Oh, my God. No, you didn't tell me any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it uh, seems, seems very uh, high stakes for what was an outpatient surgery, right? Fucking really, yeah. I got that done, and it actually kind of put me on my ass. I had to call out of work one of the days. Yeah. I'm a lot better now. I'm still not 100%. That first couple days, I was like, holy fuck, like... Yeah. I was, like, almost crying outside. Well, I take it, like, because I had coffee at the Zimmerman household the Sunday after, I think it was. Yeah. And, yeah, between you and Mark talking, I took it, yeah, a lot more taken back by how long it was taking you to recover. <laughs> but it's surgery. It's not... I know, but I'm just getting older, and I was like... I honestly was, like, gonna cry. <laughs> I was all like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. This is so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not young anymore. I don't know. I'm... Well, it was know. a little bit of an emotional journey. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? No more babies. But then you, they, apparently, like, you can still get pregnant. Uh-huh. It could get, like, uh, a topic pregnancy or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm, like, paranoid with that. But, but yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. 
I had a baby, a poo baby. You could have pulled it in. No, oh, you know, a couple times, but not recently. Not in the last two apartments. Like not probably Collegeville. We're living in the Collegeville house, maybe. Okay. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about shit. But no, um, years ago when I had my wisdom teeth out, when they were prepping me, I had one was taking my pressure while another was inserting the IV. And they seemed to be surprised that my blood pressure and heart rate both suddenly skyrocketed when they <laughs> stuck a big fucking needle in my vein. Mm. My veins, which is why I'm a very hard stick. Mm. And yeah, they were legitimately An like... easy the, stick. <laughs> they love my veins. They hate my veins. Stick me all day. I had one. I had one good one. Dress out straight after that. <laughs> but after years, it's become so scarified, it's not really, really? good anymore. Yeah, it's it a shit. Actually, I had the... Um, Anesthesiologist actually stick me. Yeah, and it I that was the most gentlest touch. When I had surgery like, years can, ago, can you marry me? Uh, no, I actually had the um, it was the chief of anesthesiology do or the head anesthesiologist yeah. do me, and that was basically pain painless. Yeah, and the thing I'll never forget. I might told the story before. He was a he was a Chinese gentleman. It's gonna be important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know they, they when they do the tap to yeah. do whatever, he just goes and probably easy goes, I do a karate jump. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, yeah. But then he got me, so I don't give a shit. I usually tell them to call just immediately and I'm like, you just get the IV team. Yeah, yeah, and they never believe because they're like, Yeah, me, 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 me. I have people loving my veins, they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. That's why they won't want to stick me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> so ten minutes in about shitting and IVs. And yeah, I'm trying to think what else is Easter. Easter. I worked Easter. Oh, I did not. I went out with um, my sister and my mom and uh, Victor and my two nieces. We went to Baxter's and Paoli. Yeah, so that was kind of uh-huh. nice. And then I noticed Victor wasn't eating a lot. Uh-huh. He, he ate like a fuck ton of um, chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah, but he's like, I got a poo, so he had to take this big shit in Baxter's. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what are you kidding me? Like he's like king of the public restroom shitting like it just annoys me it's a good you don't it's good though that's a survival mechanism <laughs> that'll be that's evolution yeah it, it, that was nice it was nice like seeing everybody um that's i actually good. facetimed mark while mm-hmm. i was at work yeah. and said hi to everybody uh, and stuff so it was cool yeah. um yeah that's can't think of anything else going on uh, my birthday's coming up yeah don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to the Phillies game uh-huh. the day before. And then I have the weekend after. I, I'm either... I don't know. I haven't really planned it. If it's nice, I might go down the shore. I might mm-hmm. go to New York City. Yeah. Um, if it's shitty, I might do a, a, a guy that Mark... Uh, you might do a guy. Shut up. Maybe. Oh, you're trying out Maybe. that... Uh, trying out that... Uh, that stick. <laughs> I was thinking that, that, that tubal ligation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Still get some herp. Open for business. Now, another uh, a guy, Mark, does the whole um, uh, gallery space, thing. Yeah. It was his birthday not that long ago, so no. we got invited out, and I was like, I, I don't know what we're doing yet. So, no. Yeah. That's good. I've had this asshole bee hanging out. Is it me? Asshole bitch. Yeah, asshole bitch. <laughs> That's what we call you in a- the house. Asshole bee. No, so carpenter bees. You but saw I'm, it when we were outside. So this carpenter bee's been hanging around my patio, mm-hmm. being a nuisance because carpenter bees like are big and they get in your face. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's hovering means it's guarding territory. Yeah, and it was hovering a little bit. Yeah, I didn't notice it when I came in. It was. It goes. It, uh, it's been out there like days and like it's that I guess that time of year. Yeah. You know what? It's like eighty-five today. You it, know what the rock is to the carpenter bee's scissors? What? 
Badminton racket, which I'll be purchasing tomorrow. And it actually seems to be officially recommended. Really? And I imagine it's a very satisfying thwunk. You, you're being cruel. <laughs> no. But um, do you want to talk a little music? Let's talk a little music and then... Uh, we can go from there. And then we yeah, a little post music. So we basically have two and a potpourri, but really only have one. Yeah, me too. I have one. All right. So you go first. So Scowl. Scowl, awesome band mm-hmm. out of... Uh, Santa Cruz, California. It's mm-hmm. a five-piece with featuring lead vocalist Cat Moss, and they came out with the EP. It's their third EP. Came out in April, called Psychic Dance Routine off of Flat Spot Records. I have reviewed them before. I've talked about them. Yeah. So 2019 was their first um, EP, Reality After Reality. 2021 was How Flowers Grow, which was great. Mm-hmm. And now they kind of changed their sound up a little bit, tweaked yeah. it, and I I fucking love it. Yeah. Like my favorite song on How Flowers Grow was. Probably her singing it. Like uh-huh. I like when she sings. It's awesome. It starts with shot down and it starts out like her growling vocals and yeah. then she starts singing her like awesome She sings the chorus. It's basically nineties day on Tricell Street by Yeah. So it's fast fun, uh, I would say hardcore punk. It's just a good blend of what's to come. Yeah. Psychic dance routine. My favorite song. My favorite yep, song. Fucking down. great. Yeah, um, it's awesome. There's something this is about it. It's like cool, sexy, dark wave without yeah. synth. Love it. Almost has a gouge away feel to it a little uh-huh. bit. This like '90s alt grungy riot girl vibe to a point. I don't. There's just something going on there, and it almost has like a goth undertone to it, like yeah. a Susie Sue thing going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really love it. Uh, Wired, back to basic hardcore yeah. punk. It's angry. It's fast. About being addicted to looking at our mm-hmm. phones. Has like cool little bass solos. Got yeah. a lot going on. It's a. I think that song's probably mm-hmm. the most music like instrumentally. Uh, what are the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then opening night. Uh, that's what she's singing again. It uh-huh. has. I love the guitar in it. It's fun. It's catchy. It has that '90s alt feel to it. Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she had. Um, the first video. Yeah. The, the single off of this, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. And then sold out. It's back to the mm-hmm. growling vocals. It's angry. It's fast. It's hardcore punk. It's five songs, and I I really like this yeah. EP. I think it's awesome. I like that she's singing more. She's not totally like abandoning where her roots or anything. I think uh-huh. it's a good blend of everything, and the instruments are great. Like there's everything kind of just works together, yeah. and I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good shit. Yes, good shit. Scowl. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Psychic dance routine. Yes, it's the the best uh, kind of dance routine. Yes. All right, so let me ask you... I don't know how this is going to work, okay. this quiz I'm going to give you. Okay. Analotopine. <laughs> Which I take, but no. So... Lisinopril. <laughs> this is not about drugs. Okay. So 90s bands, removing garbage, Nine Inch Nails, we'll say Liz Fair and Nick Cave from the mix. Can you think of a garbage band, or the, a 90s band that I really love? Verucasol. Yes, there you go, Verucasol. <laughs> Which... I'll get into why we're talking about... Oh, so Veruca Salt. So Veruca Salt has... This next album is not specifically about Veruca Salt. But Veruca Salt, which is a band I'm very fond of, both for their music Mm -hmm. and for the weird drama around them, which I've almost figured out now. A drama that every 90s person alludes to being this insane story. Yeah. And I think it's basically that... The whole Dave Grohl thing? I think it's... This is what I think happened. Aside from a lot of stress in the band at that point... Dave Grohl dumps Louise Post for Winona Ryder 
on satellite phone right before they perform a concert. That's fact. Okay. Louise gets fucking hammered and performs a concert and pisses everyone off. What I think happens is Louise fucks Nina's boyfriend. Okay. And Nina fucks the next guy Louise dates. And that's why they break up for years. But they made up recently. And they, they put out an album a couple years ago. They have one coming out. Okay. As it so happens, a post went up a couple days ago. Get your readers on. I do. Bro. And I'm going to read it to you because I thought it was nice. Why would you not think I knew you liked Veruca Salt? I did, but I didn't know there's a chance you could be like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious. So this is what Veruca Salt, this is from Veruca Salt. Dispatch is from Los Angeles. You know that Louise is releasing a solo album soon, right? It's true, and it's really effing good. Meanwhile, Nina is hard at work on a solo album too. Don't you worry, little babies. Your mommies still love each other. Very much in are not getting a divorce. Ah. We're just taking separate vacations, sleeping in separate <laughs> bedrooms for a little bit, etc. A couple, like last week, I went looking, for, I went to see if this single was, there was a single out. Because mm-hmm. Louise is starting to push that her album, which I think is called Sleepless, is out soon. Okay. Couldn't find anything. Skip ahead to this morning. I woke up, like, I was all sore. I think, so it's like currently. It's unseasonably warm. <laughs> so currently it's like kind of unseasonably warm last couple days yes. here. I'm, I'm trying to play that balance of air versus not air. And I think the combination is getting a little too hot. And I don't mean in that way. A little too uncomfortable and like sleepy poor. I was feeling out of sorts. Okay. You know how when you, and this actually fits in thematically to poop talk earlier. Yes. How sometimes when your tummy is all grumbly and and sad and you just need to you want to eat something but you need something easy to digest no not really like like soda crackers soda crackers what are you, <laughs> or, 500 <laughs> i love saltines call them saltines they're not soda crackers your stomach's a little off you gotta hit the top back afterwards <laughs> <laughs> i still call them audiobooks or no i still call audiobooks sometimes books on tape there's going to be even a worse old man story later in this oh. podcast after music. Anyway, so sometimes like when your tummy is a little like queasy and, and I sad. And a stomach, you know? <laughs> no, it's a tummy. First off, yeah. spare me your fucking medical jargon. It's a podcast for the common people. No one knows what a stomach is. <laughs> stomach. Oh, was that in your fucking Grey's Anatomy book? It was. Your Majesty. It was the, the... Queen, the queen of science. Yes. So this is my way of saying is that... Sometimes when your tummy is sad, God. you have to eat something nice and easy on it. Yes. This morning, because I was out of sorts, my mind tummy was feeling a little sad, and I needed to feed it something easy to digest. So you fed it this? So that's what brings us to So it's a very roundabout way of saying... That was when made I, no <laughs> sense! When I was looking, <laughs> looking for a band to review, Jamie, Yes. I finally came back to this... Um, band I discovered. Well, not discovered. Because oh, I discovered them. <laughs> this this EP that I did not know exist. So this is that's a very long way of saying I'm going to talk about Skating Polly New Trick, which the is Veruca an Salt EP people. they did in collaboration with Nina and Louisa Veruca Salt. Yeah. So tell me about the band. What's up, who was in the band? I don't know if I want to tell you now. They have stomachs. <laughs> so Skating Polly. First off, Skating Polly is uh, one of those bands that. 
Like I, I haven't, I haven't like really brought. I listened to them whenever they put stuff out. I haven't brought them to the podcast. Okay. Uh, until now, they actually have an album coming out later this year. To describe them, I would say in the the most literal sense mm-hmm. ever, it's a band that missed the '90s by thirty years. Okay. Straight up, like that '90s pop garage aesthetic. No, I agree. A lot of grunge, heavy bass, like '90s vocals, like thematically. Even the name Skating Polly sounds like one of the, like, Skating Polly opening up for Toad the Wet Sprocket. I could see it that. It sounds, L7, they say, is an influence, which, the song that I kind of played you before, the song I think hooked me on them was Camelot. Yeah, it It's very L7. L7. I agree. Um, Donita Sparks. Yes. People who are, like, being in the 90s and before, like, love this band. Mm-hmm. Um, Shirley Manson does. Xene from mm-hmm. X. Kind of like, if not discover them, elevated them. They've been active. And, oh, you know who else elevated? Lou Sessa. <laughs> Lou Sessa. <laughs> my discovery. Now, they've been sort of around since 2010, which is a bit misleading because I think the two, at that time, it was a two member band and they were 9 and 14 in 2009. Oh, yeah. That's so, a little weird. yeah. Were they like playing with a Casio keyboard going, nah, nah, and like a Smurf drum? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm Um,. And uh, Skating Polly is currently a trio. They are is Kelly Mayo, her brother Curtis Mayo, and Peyton Big Horse, who is stepsister to them too. Oh, cool! Uh, Peyton Big Horse is dirty. It sounds dirty. <laughs> Big Horse? Why do you think of Big Wiener? I don't know. Horse Wiener? I don't know, but Big Horse is colonizer. <laughs> she's she's at least native, like Native American on her father's side. I'm not. I went to I, you know, we stole their land, Jamie. Well, I didn't because the Sessas came to this country in the, the 1900s. Sessas asses fell backwards. It is. I went to school. I was going to, like, teach on an Indian reservation. Yeah. You're going to teach them about stomachs? <laughs> Shut up. And I know you... If we go back to the podcast canon from last episode, you will be teaching them reading because we've established <laughs> you are illiterate. I am illiterate. I don't... Which one is rabies? <laughs> Which one is rabies kill? To talk about the music. Yeah. This is New Trick. This EP actually came out in 2017. I okay. missed it when it came out. They also just put up a whole bunch of stuff on Bandcamp like in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's all showing up as like March 2023. Yeah. So. No, I hear As we said, what I consider one of the most quintessentially 90s bands ever, Farouk Assault. Yep. Collaborated on this album. Specifically, uh, the two co- Lead singers, the co-front women, yep. Louise and Nina. You know, the Seether's Louise. You can't stop her. Can't stop, stop the, the Seether. Eat my beaver. With... <laughs> I, it's not the lyrics. Oh, I, know, but I, I actually just bought... I had American Thighs on mm-hmm. vinyl. I like Volcano Girls. That's off Eight Arms to Hold You, which I just bought. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry. Me, me. All right. Finish your review. I don't know if I want to now. Now it's all built. It up. was really good. I liked it. Um, so, like, it's really good. Like I said, it's... Glad I didn't listen to the other song, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. No, so, didn't. anyway. So, very collaboration. You can definitely really hear, like, Veruca Salt influence. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Three songs, which is was another appeal to me because, again, Sad Mind Tummy, Need, need a Pepto. Well, the first two songs, I think, were, like, for four minutes, and then it was, like, a two and a half minute song yeah they were all really good yeah um, I really like the second I like them all but the second song is the best in my opinion so the first one is Ladder in Outer Space which opens up with a lot of no pun intended space for the vocals before it kicks in you know really throbby guitar it has this almost Pixies like call and response thing going where you'll have these 
mostly empty vocal and single string segments, followed by like the heavy kick, you know, the heavy response. Thrust. Which every time that happens, the the thrust, as you dirtily say, Miss Dirty Bird, gets more and more like sort of developed. Yeah. Which is actually nothing something that Veruca Salt does. Okay. I never li- like I listen to Veruca Salt's hits per se. Yeah. I probably haven't listened to the full albums since the nineties. They're all the same. I mean, yeah. like musically, it's all the which is like twin guitars, like like a lot of <clears> harmonies. <throat> mm-hmm. Interesting enough, both bands. So Skinny Polly was like. L7 is an influence. Yeah. Veruca Salt actually cites L7 as an influence in that it's what made them want to form a band. I could see that. And L7 then they, is a it was going to be an all female band, but they couldn't find any guys who could play drums. <laughs> okay. True story. They said it, not me. Oh, really? Fucking women hating women. That's what I say. Can't be woke like me. <laughs> anyway, so the second song is the one I love the most Hail Mary, mm-hmm. which. It has this super heavy, chuggy guitar. It comes across in the beginning almost like you're riding the range. Don't look. Don't look at my notes. And they, they sing, they, they like really sing these beautiful harmonies, the great effect. This is really punishing bass. Um, I'm writing the hashtags. So oh, I'm not okay. Shitting. And again, the whole quiet loud thing is there. And it's a song about being in an abusive relationship. Okay. If I play Black Sky. I'm still, even though like I'm listening to it, I'm still busy smoking my cigarette after Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. I'm in it when the drums kick in, which is pretty early. It's the most traditional of the three songs. Okay. So short, sweet, really worth listening to. Uh, I think this is the band where, or this is the EP where, um, what's his face? Where Curtis mm-hmm. actually joins because he's the drummer. And prior to that, Kelly and Peyton took turns drumming on their oh, okay. on their Smurf drum, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we want a third person." So that's it. I would say short and sweet, but that was a very long lead up to the uh, reveal. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did get a couple records in the <clears throat> yeah in the mail. Fake names, which is like Dennis Lixon from like Refuse mm-hmm. and International Noise Conspiracy. Yeah. I was gonna review it. It just ran out of time. Yeah, not bad. Not my favorite of bands, but he's Dennis uh-huh. Lixon does so much cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I dig it. It's like him, a guy from what's it, Greg? Not Greg Hudson, some guy from Fugazi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I didn't write it down, but I got that record in the mail. Yeah. I just pre-ordered um, "Don't Sleep," the dude from All. I had it on my top favorites. Uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Smalley, Dave Smalley. Oh, right. um, I just pre-ordered that. Mm. Um, what else did I get? I got two scowls in the... Ma- I, I Scowl had, like, something mm-hmm. through Re- Revolver and then through Flat Spot Records. Yeah. Anything you pre-ordered? I, I've lost track of what I still have on pre-order. While we're talking, I can look. I ended up riding Easy Records. Mm-hmm. Had, like, a 10% off everything in the store sale. Oh, that's cool. So I bought the first two um, Blackwater Holy Light album. No, I don't have anything current. I'm waiting on a lot of stuff. can't believe you have a fucking spreadsheet nerd. It's my my checkbook. It's my... How much money do I have in my checkbook right now? I didn't see. It's lots. I don't know. It might not be more than me. It might not be, but... Let me see. No. (laughs) I have $45 and 60 You beat me. You beat me. Yeah. You beat me. One penny? Mm. I went record shopping for the first time. Is it record store day? I think it's tomorrow. Maybe. I don't, Maybe. I feel like there's stuff I want, but not enough <clears throat> to leave the house. Well, if you want to leave the house tomorrow, Mark's doing... Oh, no, you need a ticket. He's doing, like, that live art thing at Bardstone. Uh, so, 
That's why we are doing that tonight. Oh, all right, yeah. Okay, We're doing good. this tonight. I'll find out anybody going. And then um, Victor has his karate test tomorrow, ah. or Sunday. Yeah. And then Mark's doing band practice. Oh, so. awesome. You want to talk about this, whatever? Well, let me talk about I got some other music to talk okay, about. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, what, what? So there, the, the one pre-order that did come a couple weeks ago I talked about was Manzanita, mm-hmm. which is the um, oh, okay. second solo album by Shauna Cleveland of La Luz. La Luz. It's basically her missive on living in Northern, Northern California, mm-hmm. Kilikali, and being a mother. Uh, Manzanita is actually like some sort of evergreen shrub that grows up there that has medicinal properties. Ooh. Like I had you listen to Ghost, or I don't know if you actually listened or not, to basically get an idea. Maybe I didn't You text. didn't send it to me. I might have thought that in my head. Yeah, you sent me the, those three songs and then the Boy Genius song. Yeah, ooh, yeah. It's basically a supernatural love album set in the California wilderness. That's her words, not mine. It's a psychedelic folk album. Haunting, stringy, very good. More unified than Night of the Worm Mood, which I also love. Mm-hmm. So less surfy than that album. Clearly inspired by her work on the last La Luz album. Mm-hmm. The music is very good, but there's not a. it's so thematically the same throughout the album, it's hard to do that without diving into the lyrics. Okay. And mm-hmm. I didn't have the bandwidth to do the lyrics. Um, the song I almost sent you but forgot about Ghost. Okay. Uh, I think it's actually about a fucking ghost. And I watched the video. Ghost? Yeah, it's about a fucking ghost. Um, it's about a ghost. And the video's really kind of nutty. And it's Shanna Cleveland, she's like a quintessential ghost in the album. She's wearing like essentially like white pancake makeup. All on over. Her. So she's basically in she white makeup. Yeah, she's naked. Okay. She has a, she has a t-shirt that just says That's the word titties. It says the word titties. <laughs> And she's wearing uh, boxers that say the word "push push." <laughs> it's a little kitty cat. He's like a. Um, and she's not naked. She's not naked. I, <laughs> so she's not naked in the video. No, I didn't know. Just asking, asking for. She's, a top, she's bottomless though. <laughs> okay. It's it's uh, um, uh, one final thought, and then we'll talk about Boy Genius. Is so Speedy Ortiz released a single "Scabs." First song in five years, I think. Oh, shit. I listened to it. It's very experimental. I like it. We'll see if anything, well, like, something else comes out. Mm-hmm. I feel like something is going to come out because Sadie has been a little more active on socials. Ooh. That's what we call social media. Jamie. Yeah, okay. And then finally, Sounds- Boy Genius, the record came out, which was another pre-order for me. Mm-hmm. I you should give it a full review, but you can. I should, and I might. The reason I originally wasn't going to do a full review mm-hmm. is because Boy Genius is, I'll say, it is essentially the wet dream of 2023 in that it was an album that had a lot of hype behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, was almost preordained to be album of the year material, and then completely lived up to that hype. Who's in Boy Genius? Julian Baker. Kelly... I don't remember. Mayo. No. It's Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus, Philly Zone. Yeah. You know, I think she is from like Oklahoma. And uh, Phoebe Bridges would be yeah, sort of... It's their super group. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what, their second album? Second album. Yeah. But like I said, I might... Um, we'll review the full album the other time. It's amazing. It really is good. It lived up to the hype. Less of a shock. Wet Leg last year could have yeah. gone a number of ways. Unfortunately, it went the best way. Oh, yeah. You need to take a cold shower. I'm It's like you're fucking living in a Tennessee Williams novel. Like, it's the hot, wet summer and dead long legs drinking mint juleps 
and Sister Woman's trying to kill John Boy, who's secretly gay for his friend and killed himself. And then, and then Maggie the the kitten. <laughs> that's like that's basically a super plot of every Tennessee Williams. Okay, Southern. They're all drinking and Southern, and it's all hot, and they're all like vaguely sexed up, and there's a character who's in love with his best friend. <laughs> I think I don't read that much Tennessee Williams. Not me neither. I'm I'm going by what I remember from the movie version of Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. I never saw Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. Did Tennessee Williams? Who did um Stella? What the fuck is that called? With uh, a streetcar named Desire. Is he did. did yeah, he I think that street? might be Tennessee Williams, as well. One of my favorite movies is Gone with the Wind. Yes, and I do really like Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a year, so um, years, years. Yeah, Tennessee Williams. Uh, Blanche Dubois. I didn't review Boy Genius. Mainly because I haven't had time to really dig into it. Yeah, because... Although it's really good. It is really good. I didn't um, listen to all of it. I did have you listen to one song, however. Yes. And it, it was is, an amazing song. Yeah, so the song is cool like that. And um, it's a really good song. Yeah. Um, totally didn't almost cry in my car. <laughs> she totally didn't. <laughs> I think they said it was inspired by Paul Simon because... Really? <laughs> Which I think I think musically. Not, I know. Could I, I actually? I I did that first one. I read that. I was like, I'm not aware of too many. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if it is about. I need to have the lyrics in front of me because yeah. some of them I can't. I have to just read it. Um, it's more or less. I don't. Go ahead. It's like either being in a relationship with someone who has like severe. Un- if not actively suicidal, just says untreated mental illness is very unstable or being in a codependent relationship. Or even being friend again with someone who's just gone through some shit and you don't know how to react. I think it's more about someone who has like mental, like dealing with someone who's like managing mental illness. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. But. Well, the very specific line of, I take your medication to see what it's like. Yeah. The, the one character in the song is sort of, Largely dancing around the emotion of the other character. It's more or less but, like a breakup that yeah. like you like you saw coming, but yeah. you kind of like just ignore Which, red flags and stuff yeah. and just kind of deal with it, but mm-hmm. still in the long run, yeah. just kind of Which, enjoy that they still talk to yeah. you almost. Which is, is a bit of a theme on that album, yeah. I think. Yeah, There's definitely. another song, I think it's called Emily. Uh, Emily, yeah. Emily, which is like the third song, which is... Much more blatantly yeah. that as well, but yeah. So we're, I'll talk about some other time. It's a really good album. I need to dive into more Shit. Boy Genius, which <clears throat> at this point, unless there's a severe surprise, like in April, I'm calling my shot album of the year. Really? I think unless um, well, actually, it's hard to say because yeah, I don't even know. I haven't thought about out. it. I mean, it's only uh, April. I did listen to so aside from. All the other things. I was actually mad at you for making me listen to this song <laughs> for a minute. I didn't think it. I was like, she'll like this song. It's, it'll be up her alley. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. I had a dream that you were mad at me and would not talk to me. You told me that. Yeah, yeah. that was before you got coffee, I uh, think, or something. Yeah. But no, like, I did go record shopping. I bought a whole bunch of old shit. Bought Hank, like, a Hank Williams. Oh, cool. Which was really good. Yeah, there's a tribute to Hank Williams that Sheryl Crow sings on, and yeah. Sheryl Crow, like, fucking kills it. Like, yeah. I love Sheryl Crow. Yeah, me too. She's cool. Um, if it makes you happy, it's a good fuck. Do you remember that was, like, a big deal back then? Yeah. And they're like, she's, like, almost 40, and she looks fucking hot as shit. Yeah. And it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool song. She's a very good um, 
lyricist. But was I going to say something else? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Albums. Um, what else is new, Jamie? I had a thought and I forgot it now. Oh. I forgot it. I don't know. Did you read at some point in your life... Oh, books. Books. Go yes. ahead. All right. Well, this is actually going to be about books. Okay. Well, you, you go first. Finished Facemakers, which was um, Lindsay Fitzsimmons' yeah. book about um, plastic surgery in World War One, about like these soldiers getting their faces fucking blown off yeah. in like, early days of plastic surgery. Yeah. I really liked it. It just got to the point... I. It just was, I don't want to say too much. It's like there's only so much you could say about it. Mm-hmm. But I thought it, I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it got to be too long. And I want, yeah. it, it sounds like I'm being an asshole, but I thought that was really, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Just the working conditions, like what they were doing, skin grafts. And yeah. like it, it was a very cool, cool book. I think mm-hmm. I just have the, the epilogue to read and I'm done it. Yes. Yeah. I've only read like two books this year which mm-hmm. is really bad but my head's been it, yeah fucked up so if you read a book like a nonfiction book i don't know how to read well if, <laughs> if someone is reading a book to you do you have them read you the foreword i read the foreword um, to a point if i get really bored then i just go forward i i scan it yeah but if you're reading say a nonfiction book i because i just rewrite um dead wake for instance mm-hmm. you get to the like essentially like the citation section Mm-hmm. Do you read through that? Um, depends how interested I am. Because sometimes I'll do like Eric you know, Larson that did Dead Wake. Sometimes I will because there'll be some interesting level. Yes, yeah. Um, I probably will a little bit with um Fitzsimmons, Fitz whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, so I'm not being an asshole. Yeah. Fitz Harris. Yeah. Do you know she had breast cancer? I do now. Yeah. Like as of two seconds ago. She's pretty good with that mm-hmm. stuff. Going on other than books, you must remember this. Are you caught up? Yes. Me well, too. we'll circle back to books, but I want to talk about. Let's let me talk about books. Let's talk about this first because, yeah, I I messaged you, and by the way, uh, my brother messaged me at the same time. We're talking about Karina Longworth. You must remember this erotic nineties. It's a great podcast. Great it's podcast. Really great. Yeah, love it. Um, someone loves Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah, someone loves Pretty Woman. Katrina Longworth. Someone. Um, no, she's absolutely right. I've actually enjoyed this this season like i look forward to i kind of wonder if she's super into the season because it was she was alive i think and probably so. her teen years were her impressions have gotten so that's amazing. what i'm talking so the best part is her impressions her impress so the last episode was about Teresa russell Teresa russell even and though they four even though they <laughs> a lot like a lot of it's about um what's her face not even Teresa russell steel um clint eastwood's longtime girlfriend or whatever which I didn't know about. I did not. It was very nostalgic. I think she's maybe two years or three years younger than me. Sandra Locke. Sandra Locke. Who okay. I think died of breast cancer recently. Yes. Like, but, I didn't know anything about her, and it was very interesting yeah. here. And like I remember watching Blue Steel and all that. Yeah. Those, like like movies. Mm-hmm. And it, it was. And I remember wanting to watch horror really yeah. bad. That it was like this edgy, mm-hmm. like oh Teresa Russell, oh fuck. And mm. I remember like seeing it, like the cover, yeah. and like being like, oh, it's but, dangerous. And so when Katrina was like talking about that, mm-hmm. I, I totally identified with it. Yeah, which apparently, so I get her on her on her Patreon, and she does mm-hmm. like previews. Horror, I guess, is almost impossible to find currently. Really? Yeah, or at least legally. Huh. Like you could like. The tournament. The middle of that podcast is largely about. Um, yeah, it's like all ninety. Sandra Locke, mm-hmm. and of course, Sandra Locke was in a relationship with Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. and Karina does the most amazing. 
Clint Eastwood impression that it reminds me, this is what it really reminds me of. And I feel bad because she's talked to him about how she feels very self-conscious about doing impressions. And she's amazing. I love her. And half the people hate it and half the people love it. I love it. In the 80s when the whole comedy boom and it was brick wall in front of a brick wall comedy. Yeah. Um, this is what her impression reminded me of. If I was a comedian, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, folks, what if Keanu Reeves did an impression of Clint Eastwood? It might sound a little something like this. Hey, I think you gotta do that. And then her impression of Clint Eastwood really sounds like this, like, SoCal surfer. Yeah, yeah. It's just so... which It's so, like, delightful. Which is worse because it's all, like, the context of how much of a piece of shit Clint Eastwood was to Sandra. Yeah, I was, um... I always thought Clint Eastwood was, like, fucking hot as shit yeah. when he was younger. And, like, uh-huh. I think his kid, Scott Eastwood, is amazing. Like, yeah. he's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like, mm, yeah, womp womp. Yeah, well, it's kind of sad. There are no heroes. I'm a hero. Yeah, I'm a fucking hero, Lou. Yeah, well, I guess I'm perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. I wanted to ask you: Did you ever read "Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret?" by I don't remember. I might have Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. So I was a big Judy Bloom fan. I guess I still am, even though she had to write stuff. And I was just looking at my socials, yeah, or social medias. And it popped up. They're doing a movie on Are You Saw There, that, God? Yes. It's me, Margaret. And I got excited. Because the picture the, is like a paintbrush, but could also be thighs. Yes. For those of you who aren't familiar with Judy Bloom, she's very prominent for writing these coming yeah, of age. Yeah, at least young, well, like young adult before young adult. Was yeah, I mean, that. very yes. much. And also one of those people who most of her, a lot of her books get challenged for various reasons. She writes like sillier books too, so... Everyone my age got into Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, which was a very big book, but mm-hmm. is very relatively light-hearted as far as yeah. theme, themes go. You know, the, the most the most high-stakes thing that happens in that book is Peter Hatcher's younger brother eats Fudge, eats Peter's pet turtle Dribble, and, he, and Fudge has to go to the hospital. They basically feed him laxatives, so he shits the turtle out. So I was with someone today... Are there, they're making a movie out of Are There God It's Me, Margaret. And he probably had no idea. He had no idea. And then I was like, oh, did you ever read? And this person had never read any Judy Bloom. Yeah. So I attempted to explain the plot of Are You There, God It's Me, Margaret to him. Which, it's about like a 13-year-old girl. And I am not a 13-year-old girl. So right off the... I feel like the biggest fucking creep in the world even <laughs> trying to describe it. And... Largely, it's about so like the plot. Like when we high five during the movie thirteen. Yeah, no, it's, it's worse. It's like, um, She's like you, you don't have a kiss and just kissing. Like Pretty it's about this girl Margaret who. The only thing I remember, like that's sort of a key, is she has her period in it, and that's sort of a big theme. She might. It might be one of those books where she she touches herself for <laughs> pleasures. I know the book Dini definitely does, but I think it's it's a book that gets challenged all the time. And as another like subplot is, would she not touch herself for pleasure? Well, you know, like again, you know the book where a girl is jilling off, and this is by the way, it's but about like Naomi Watts and fucking Paul <laughs> That's a da- that's actually a lot of people don't know that was adapted from Are There God's Speak Margaret. Um, but also, this book was written like in the seventies when. Yeah, okay. We so a lot of reasons, like I said, very challenging. 
the other like sort of key point I remember is Margaret's father is Jewish. Her mother is Christian, was raised Christian. Mm-hmm. So it's a very irreligious family. And she is she has like a school project and she's trying to figure out what religion is. And the thing that Judy Bloom books is there's no real like through line. It's just generally like they're almost character studies. So I get to that part and the person I'm describing this part of the plot to is a very avowed atheist. And I just like I eventually just gave up. I was like, look, there's no way I can describe it. So that's it, yeah, and it's. I'm probably gonna read all the Judy Bloom books this year. Oh uh, yeah, you fucking creep. What <laughs> a creep! It's literature. It's fucking creep. I have a couple learning of... about thirteen-year-old <laughs> girls and their fucking periods. Uh, you know, menstruation is not a shameful word. It's beautiful. You just bring it out in the wild. All right, woke. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey. Yes, I don't know. I have all the fudge books. Someone gave me all the the, the fourth grade nothing books upstairs. Okay. I don't know if otherwise known as Shield of the Great, oh, yeah. the spin-off book is included in that. I think you're getting a boner. <laughs> no, I don't have a boner. Okay. Uh, like the Joker's, oh, I'm not crazy. Um, oh, uh, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not I don't crazy. have a boner. <laughs> but well, on that note, yeah, this went a lot longer for for such a music light podcast. I know. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up. All right, we'll wrap it up next time, which. Will be two times. So the topic I want to do, which I would have done, is I want we're gonna do a Trashaw Street playlist after dark. Well, that's everyone is becoming after dark lately. <laughs> uh, we'll do a TSS playlist. Maybe people ask songs. Okay, cool. That and sounds good. Until then, bye.